15, 8, and 1 on the season. That's our record on our Big 12 picks against the spread. So let's get it rolling for week 11 in the Big 12 Conference. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports is where you find us covering the Big 12 Conference. As I've been doing all season long, I'm going to give you a lock, an underdog, and a bad bet this week in the Big 12. Now, I will pick all the games, but the only ones we're counting against my record are those three games. So we're going to get it rolling here as we do each and every week. And by the way, if you're just joining us on YouTube, throw that thumbs up on the video. That helps us tremendously. And as always, if you're on the podcast... We got 733 on the ratings on iTunes. Can you give us a five-star rating? That would be much appreciated. Thank you guys for being here and for being a part of this show. So I am going to start off with my underdog of the week. How about that? All right, let me give you my underdog of the week in the Big 12 Conference. My dog this week is West Virginia plus 13.5 at Oklahoma. Sometimes for me it's as simple as this. I think about what the spread should be before the spread comes out. And then I think to myself, gosh, if that seems way off, I go the other way. It's not that simple in this case, but I would have guessed OU would have been a eight or nine point favorite against West Virginia. When I'm seeing 13 and a half, I am jumping on that number. West Virginia plus 13 and a half. And uh, there's a few reasons why. First off, When it comes to these two teams, what does West Virginia do well? The Mountaineers run the ball very well. They are not right now. If you look at conference-only stats, which matter, West Virginia is number one in the Big 12 conference in rushing yards per game since Big 12 play started. They have a growing one-two punch of C.J. Donaldson and Jaheim White. It might be the best one-two punch in the Big 12 by the end of the year. Heck, it might be one of the better one-two punches in the Big 12 right now, if not one of the best. That's how good these guys have been the last couple of games as a tandem. They want to and need to slow this game down with their rushing attack. And they can do it. Because when you look at Oklahoma, they have been middle of the pack when it comes to stopping the run. Whereas the Mountaineers are piling up five yards a carry, 227 yards per game on the ground, and OU's kind of sitting there giving up a buck 60. It's not bad, but it's not one of the better rush defenses in the Big 12 by any stretch of the imagination. So that number one, I'm looking at, I'm saying to myself, okay, I, I like that from the standpoint of matchups for West Virginia on the road going into this game. And then I'm also looking at it, and I'm saying, geez, what else? Well, first off, West Virginia does not let anybody get to its quarterback. The Mountaineers in six Big 12 games have only given up three sacks in six Big 12 games. And they also do a pretty darn good job of getting to the quarterback. The Mountaineers are fourth in the Big 12 in sacks in conference play. Take out the non-conference nonsense. In conference play, the Mountaineers have racked up 13 sacks in six games. That's tied for third best in the Big 12. And Oklahoma, protecting Dylan Gabriel, has been dicey at times. So I'm looking at this, and I'm saying, okay, I like that matchup too. And then what has plagued OU all season long? Penalties. Penalties, penalties, and more penalties. 
Oklahoma has 42 penalties in six games. That's just something that is going to continue to bite them at some point. They got to figure out how to knock those off, but I have no evidence to suggest it's going to be anytime soon. And then OU has just hit a rough patch, not just losing the last two games, but against the spread. They have not covered the spread in their last three games. UCF, Kansas, Oklahoma State. They haven't covered the spread. And you know what? Maybe this is just part of who this OU team is this year. Maybe they're not as good as we thought they were. But they're getting a lot of love from Vegas here as 13.5-point favorites, and I'm really surprised by that. So when I saw that number, I jumped on West Virginia plus 13.5. If you want to feel a little better, buy the half a point. But uh, there's a lot that favors at least a close game here on behalf of the Mountaineers. So I'm going to go West Virginia plus 13.5 as my underdog of the week in the Big 12. Now, let's go to the bad bet before I give you my lock. My bad bet of the week, Texas Tech plus 3.5 against Kansas. That means I'm on the Kansas side of this thing at minus 3.5. Kansas is not getting nearly enough respect in this game on this spread. First off, you're telling me I get the better team at home. I'm only giving up a field goal and change. The better coaching staff at home. The team that's 4-1 and one against the spread at home. 5-0 and oh overall at home. I get that team. This is way too much buying into the idea that, well, Texas Tech is coming off a little mini buy. They played Thursday. And KU is coming off another big win against Iowa State on the road. They're home. They're tired. I mean, they had a bye week two weeks ago, three weeks ago now. They're fine. Lance Leipold's got this team competing for a Big 12 championship game appearance. Now it's a long shot, but he's still got this team competing for a Big 12 title. Theoretically, mathematically, whatever you want to say. I'm not expecting any kind of letdown from this Kansas Jayhawks team. So I'm getting the team that's been great at home, has covered the spread a lot at home, with a better coaching staff, and then you look at the game itself, and here's the thing. I mean, there's a lot of things to like about Kansas in this game, but boy, Texas Tech can't get to the quarterback. I, they, they have struggled mightily to get to the quarterback. And you know who can get to the quarterback? Kansas. And you know who is um, vulnerable to that? Texas Tech. In a way that Kansas is not. So that matchup in the trenches favors the Jayhawks. So I'm getting that on top of this at home. There is just way too much to like about Kansas in this game. So I'm rolling with the Jayhawks, minus 3.5. My bad bet is going to be Texas Tech plus three and a half. Um, on top of the fact that just when you look at these two teams this year, Texas Tech has not been good on the road against the number. They're one and three on the road. They're one and three against the spread on the road as well. So I understand that there's a lot of big money going to Texas Tech here. I just disagree with it because the line opened up at minus three and a half. It has stayed at Kansas minus three and a half, and the public is pounding Kansas despite the fact that 74% of the bets are on Kansas and the line hasn't moved. That tells you all you need to know, right? There's a lot of big money that's going in on Texas Tech. And uh, it's one of those things where I'm just sitting back and saying, I get it. Wise guys maybe know something, but 
I'm not joining them on this one. No way, no how. Am I taking the worst coaching staff who has less to play for on the road where they have struggled most of the season against a team that's been great at home? I'm not buying into this letdown. So uh, give me KU minus three and a half. And once again, Texas Tech plus three and a half is my bad bet of the week. Now for my lock of the week in the Big 12. And this is another one where the wise guys are against me. But if the wise guys are against me on this, I don't care. I will go down with the ship on this one. My lock of the week in the Big 12. Oklahoma State minus two and a half at UCF. UCF has gotten an unusual amount of love from Vegas this year, and they have not paid it off. UCF is 3-6 and six against the spread this year. For some reason, Vegas likes UCF, and I don't quite know why. They couldn't cover against Cincinnati last week. Two bad teams this season. They were both winless in league play before last week. And I'm getting Ollie Gordon and this Oklahoma State team that's red hot on the road against UCF who can't stop anybody on the ground. I Think about this. Like, there's this... Sometimes people want to overthink it, and everyone's looking for that trap game, that letdown game. And I don't see it happening with an Oklahoma State team that's playing some of the best football in the country that went through an early season swoon and, by the way, has the best running back in America right now and is going up against the worst rush defense in the entire league. UCF is giving up 260 rushing yards per game in the Big 12. They're giving up 5.7 yards per carry, and now they're facing Ollie Gordon. How do you think that's going to go? I mean, this line, I would have thought this line would have been, I don't know, 7 to 10 points. And I'm seeing it sitting there at 2.5, 2.5, 2.5. And by the way, a lot of big money is coming in on UCF because 67% of the bets are on Oklahoma State, and the line hasn't budged. And I think these wise guys are overthinking this one. I mean, Oklahoma State, every indication would tell you that they should win this game. Not just what I just mentioned when it comes to the rushing attack, but also just the offense against this UCF defense. Oklahoma State's offense in Big 12 play is averaging 36 points per game. That's number one in the Big 12. UCF, on the other hand, has given up 38 points per game in six conference games. They are not playing good football in conference play, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, Oklahoma State might have itself 350 rushing yards. How many come from Ollie Gordon? I don't know. But it is crazy to think that Oklahoma State is not more than a a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. The respect for UCF is mind-blowing. And two weeks ago, I told you my lock of the week was West Virginia plus seven at UCF. That line also made no sense. This one may not be that wacky. At least UCF is an underdog at home. But goodness gracious, Vegas is just loving itself some UCF. And I don't know why, to be quite frank. I, they have not been good against the number. They are 1-5 in five in Big 12 play against the spread. The only spread they covered was that Oklahoma game. Where, yeah, they played OU down to the wire, but that's it. That was the extent of it. So I'm not buying it. 
And I'm taking Oklahoma State minus two and a half as my lock of the week. The wise guys keep thinking the pokes are coming back down to earth and it's just not happening. Dave writes, wise guys have been wrong five weeks in a row against the pokes. I didn't realize uh, that was the case five weeks in a row for the wise guys. But yeah, Oklahoma State has ripped off five straight wins against the spread and maybe they're assuming they're coming back down to earth, but a two and a half? No way. So my lock of the week is Oklahoma State minus two and a half against UCF. By the way, we're 15, eight and one on the season with our picks. My underdog is West Virginia plus 13 and a half against um, Oklahoma. And my bad bet is Texas Tech plus three and a half at Kansas meaning I'm on the Kansas side of that one. I'm going to pick the rest of the games for you here in the Big 12, but remember, the only games that count against our record are those three. But when I started doing this early in the season, you guys said, hey, would you pick them all, please? And I said, you know what? I will. I will pick them all for you guys. Let's have some fun with this thing. All right, so let's go to the other games here uh, in the Big 12. Baylor at Kansas State. Boy, Baylor's playing some bad football, aren't they? I mean, we've talked about Dave Aranda potentially being on the hot seat when all is said and done. And if they finish up 3-9, and nine, um, you know what? You're going to be looking at this thing saying, yeah, they probably should be on the hot seat. So I'm looking at this game, and I'm saying to myself, Kansas State is a 21.5-point favorite. That is a huge number. And as bad as Baylor has been, and they have been bad, I'm going to roll with the Bears plus 21.5. Like, I just... It's not that I don't think Kansas State's going to win and win easily in this game. It's just more about the fact that I could see Chris Kleiman taking his foot off the pedal a little bit as this game goes on. He's got Kansas next week. That's obviously going to be a huge game. Um, Baylor's bad, but they are 2-0 and on the road, covering the spread. I'll give them that much. They had a tough overtime loss last week. Something tells me, I don't know, maybe Baylor's playing better away from Waco because it's just been such a sour situation there in Waco this season. Fans are getting on them. Fans aren't showing up. It's really been an ugly scene. So maybe something about the road gives this team a little bit of juice, but um, that's a huge number. Once again, it's one of these games where if you told me or asked me before the spread was announced what it would have been, I would have said maybe 14 to 17. And if I'm getting 21 and a half, I'm rolling with Baylor plus the points in that game. And I know, I know some of you are wondering, maybe fairly so, Reagan asks, uh, is Baylor going to score? May not, but uh, I'm going the 21 and a half. All right, so there you go on that game. Cincinnati and Houston. Houston's a two and a half point favorite home against Cincinnati. Give me the Cougars. All right, give me the Cougars. Uh, they play much better football at home. They're four and one against the spread at home this season. Cincinnati just still doesn't have the quarterback play to compete in this league on a consistent basis. Houston's uh, defense has quietly gotten better. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's a good defense by any stretch of the imagination, but they are doing a pretty good job getting to the quarterback. And Cincinnati has struggled to protect its quarterback. Houston is third in the Big 12 with 13 sacks in six conference games. Meantime, Cincinnati has given up 12 sacks in six games. They are having a tough time protecting their quarterback. They're at home. That could be the difference in this game. I will take Houston minus two and a half. 
And then two more games to pick for you here. TCU is a home dog against Texas. It's 12 and a half points. Oh, boy. Now, when I give you this pick, understand that first off, it's not counting against my my official record. I gave you the three picks earlier that count against my record. But this game, to me, has sneaky written all over it. We know TCU has talent. They have not been able to put it together this season for whatever reason. But I'm looking at this thing, and I'm saying to myself, what if, what if TCU, with the home crowd, just plays the game of its life? What if these guys just say, you know what, this is our last chance to take on Texas. This is the game in a lost season that we are never going to forget. What if TCU plays the game of its life? And Texas coming off an emotional win against Kansas State. They're in first place in the Big 12. But, you know, they haven't been great against the spread here as of late. The last four games, Texas is 1-3 against the number. So I'm looking at it and saying, gosh, 12.5 points, TCU, at home, night game, Fort Worth, Sonny Dykes gets it. The value of this game, this has sneaky written all over it to me. So I'm going to go TCU plus 12 and a half at home against Texas. That's where I'm going in this one. And last but certainly not least, Iowa State and BYU. It is the late night game, 9:15 Central Time. And some of you are going to sit here and say, "Well, BYU is much better at home." And they are much better at home than they are on the road, right? They're better against the spread at home, they're better uh, overall at home, they're 4-0 at home this season. Iowa State goes on the road for the first time to BYU. They're coming off that loss to Kansas. But, man, I just I don't see how in this game TCU, excuse me, TCU, BYU has the horses to keep up with Iowa State. BYU has had a rough go of it. BYU is getting into the thick of Big 12 play, and they are not liking what they're seeing. These last two games have been ugly. They've lost them by a combined score of 72 to 13. Now, of course, they've been on the road where they don't play nearly as good as they do at home. But I'm still looking at that game and saying, I, I, I get it. It's home. It's at night. You're going to have, you know, a lot more people watching, yada, yada, yada. Iowa State's still in the Big 12 hunt. Iowa State still has what they need to get it done. And I'm just looking at this game from afar and sitting here and saying to myself, I don't know how I couldn't pick the Cyclones right now. I mean, BYU is a one-dimensional team. They have to pass the ball to win, but they aren't even all that good at doing that. The offense is just awful for BYU. And now they're going up against an Iowa State defense that is second in the Big 12 in rushing yards allowed per game. BYU is dead last in the Big 12 in rushing yards per game. And even, you know... Uh, against the pass, Iowa State has not been great this season, but they've been pretty darn good. They're eighth in passing yards allowed per game, but that's a little disingenuous because passing efficiency-wise, that defense ranks third in the Big 12 behind K-State and Oklahoma. So I just don't know how BYU 
I know they're home, and they're different at home, but I don't know how this team is going to score any points. That's what I'm struggling with for them right now. So, all in all, um, I'm going to roll with Iowa State minus the 7.5 against BYU on Saturday night. Uh, I might regret that one. The late night at BYU thing scares me a little bit. But, uh, you know, Iowa State has played in some big environments. Uh, th- this environment is not too big for Iowa State for by any stretch of the imagination. And I think they cover this spread just because BYU's offense is completely inept right now. And that has been on display over the last couple of weeks in the Big 12. So there you go. Those are my picks. But the three that matter, the three that I'm counting against my record, uh, I've got my bad bet of the week, Texas Tech plus three and a half. So take KU minus the points. My underdog of the week, West Virginia, plus 13.5 at Oklahoma. And my lock of the week, Oklahoma State, minus 2.5 against UCF. So appreciate you guys being here, being a part of the show. Hit the thumbs up on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. That way you don't miss a show. We've got our reaction show that will be dropping on Sunday after all the games. And then, of course, on the podcast, if you want one of these koozies, I'm holding up. You can't see it on the podcast, but I'm holding it up. Um hit the five star. What do you say? Help us get to 750 ratings by Thanksgiving. It's two weeks from now. Can you do us a solid? I need, we need 17. I know you haven't done it yet. So leave that five star. And if you want the koozie, send me the screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com. We so appreciate you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Enjoy the games this weekend. Can't wait to talk to you about them on Sunday. And we'll talk to you soon. I'm Pete Mundo on heartlandcollegesports.com.